Well, we have spent the last six episodes doing some inner work to support you in your pursuit of intimacy. And today we start to talk about your actual practical strategy on how to find your life partner. And I can tell you right now, there's a couple of surprises coming your way. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Attracting Lasting Love podcast presented by CoachingWithRoy.com. You found the place where single adults come for mindful wisdom and insight into how to attract and create healthy, lasting, conscious relationships. And now, here's your host, the owner of CoachingWithRoy.com, number one best-selling author, certified relationship coach, and TV analyst, Roy Biancalana. Well, hello again, and welcome to another edition of the Attracting Lasting Love podcast. My name is Roy Biancolana. I am your host, and this podcast is dropping right around Valentine's Day. And I was tempted to say Happy Valentine's Day, but I know that for many people in my audience, Valentine's Day isn't necessarily a happy day, right? This is the day everybody celebrates love and you know, I'm quite familiar with and I sort of agree with how commercialized it is and how much of a phony holiday it is and, you know, stuff like that. Um, but I'm also aware that it's so easy to kind of feel crappy around this day if you're single and you don't want to be. So... I just want to acknowledge that, and I also want to say that in today's episode, um, if nothing else, I want to give you a lot of hope that this Valentine's Day may be the last one that you experience single, because today we are finishing a seven-part series that I have called The Pursuit of Intimacy. And what I've been doing is I have been touching on six, and today, seven important issues and addressing seven important topics, all in an effort to help you attract your life partner this year. So I've been going all in and giving you the most practical, down-to-earth, relevant information that I can give you so that you can finally end your search and being cheesy, find your Valentine, find your life partner. And so today we are finishing the series and I am, I'm talking today about your actual strategy. Okay. And, and everything has been building up to this. Because my perspective on attracting lasting love, and you know this, unless this is your first time listening to me, is that I take an inside-out approach. I take the approach that we need to work on ourselves first before we start asking questions about how do I meet someone, where do I go, what do I say type of things. 
You know, I always use the illustration of like, if you want to run a marathon, it's way more important that you focus on getting yourself in shape for a marathon than it is for you to think about the strategy that you're going to use the day of the race, right? You, you can't put the cart before the horse. We need to get ourselves ready for something real. We need to do the work on ourselves first. We need to get ourselves in relationship shape. And then once that's happening, then you can have a conversation about what, what kind of strategy should I employ to meet my life partner? And so that's what we've done in this series is we started on the inside and worked our way to today when we can talk about a strategy. So what we've done is I've, I've wanted to offer you, you know, this information because I thought it might, it might sort of lend itself towards you experiencing kind of a complete personal makeover. Like really looking at yourself. We've talked about this series of podcasts as as an opportunity for you to do an audit on yourself, to really reflect and really review a number of important parts of your life. And if they need some work, it might lead to a complete makeover. So in part one of this series, we did a complete makeover on your physical presentation. Right? And then we did a makeover on your purpose or your passion. And then we did a social makeover or your social skills makeover. And then we did a personality makeover. And then we, we did kind of a confidence makeover. And then last week, we kind of did what I, I called a uh, kind of you know, an emotional availability makeover. So we've touched on these interior things, these things that have to do with us. And now I think we are ready to have a conversation about, you know, now that you're, you're I could say you're in relationship shape, now that we've done this audit of ourselves and made some changes We're ready for something real. And so now that we're ready, what do we do? So what is the strategy? And that's what I want to spend the rest of this this conversation about. I want to get very practical. I want to get get very relevant. I want to get, you know, very specific on how you go about meeting your life partner this year. And so I want to start with the most important thing I can say to you and the most practical and the most relevant in terms of here's the strategy, okay? Here's the strategy. And the first thing I want to say is I already gave it to you. I've already given you the strategy. You know what the strategy is? First, you get yourself in your most attractive state. You work on your physical presentation. And then you find something that you're passionate about. Or you really own what you're passionate about. 
and make your life be about that rather than finding a partner. That's the second part of the strategy. The third part is get a social life and get get your social skills of being genuinely curious about people and becoming a good listener. And then fourth, we talked about what is your personality blind spot? What what are the ways in which your personality will push people away? Fix that. And then fifth, we said, get confident. Get comfortable in your own skin so that people are at ease around you and you're at ease around them and you're not so self-conscious. And then last week, we talked about being emotionally available to where your heart is wide open and yet you do have boundaries. Friends, that's your strategy. That's all you need to do. But it is everything that you need to do. Now, I can imagine you might be disappointed thinking, okay, is this the strategy? And I'm going to say, It really is, although I am going to give you some other things. But I want to let you know that if you don't, if you don't work on the other six things I've talked about, nothing else I could say is going to help you. Because if you're not taking care of yourself physically, if you don't love yourself, how is someone else going to love you? And if there's nothing in life that really you feel like it's your why, there's nothing that really gets you up in the morning and makes you feel alive and passionate and enthusiastic, you're just not going to be an attractive person. If your social skills suck, if your, if your personality blind spot is operational and pushing people away, turning people off – if you have no confidence in yourself and what you have to offer, and if you're either wide open with no boundaries or all boundaried so nobody can get near you, then no matter what I tell you in terms of your strategy your strategy to meet someone, it's going to backfire. It's just not going to work. So I can't impress upon you enough that The first six parts of this series, that is a strategy. That is the conscious approach to meeting a life partner. That is exactly what the poet Rumi said in around the year 1300. He said, from a very enlightened perspective, your task is not to seek for love. He's like, that's not it. That's not the strategy. It's not... It's not about asking the question, where do I go? How do I approach? How do I flirt? What do I say? How do I connect with someone? He's like, that's not it. That's not the strategy. And if you keep doing it that, if you keep prioritizing that, your love life is going to spin in circles. So he said, your task is not to seek for a partner, but instead to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. And what I just laid out were six barriers. 
that we have built against love. Six ways that we are blocking it. Six ways that we are keeping ourselves single. If we're not taking care of our bodies or our living space and our surroundings, if, if we are not making ourselves our most attractive self, if we're not loving ourselves enough, then that is going to block love. If we have no passion for something in our life other than finding a partner, we are blocking ourselves. If we don't have social skills and a social life, that's a barrier. That's keeping love from finding you. If we have a personality issue that is turning people off, that's how we block it. If we don't have confidence enough to step out and say, I may not be the the perfect person, but I've got something to offer. Really, I am a person that, that people should want to build a life with because I have something to offer them. But but if we don't feel that way, if we don't know what our gift to give is, then we're, we're blocking love. And if we're not emotionally available by being too wide open, too trusting, or if we're too guarded, too protected then either one of those is another way that we're blocking it. So really, your strategy is not about how to find the partner. It's about how to remove the obstacles that are keeping your partner from finding you. That's the big shift. And I'm gonna, I, just, I, I just have to keep saying it because everything else in the world says the opposite to you. I know it. Every, everything you see on television, in media, online, 99% of all other relationship coaches and therapists and videos and podcasts and blogs tell you just the opposite. They tell you the opposite of what Rumi is telling you. They give you the conventional approach to attracting lasting love. And it's about learning lines and about how to play the game and about where to go and what to say and how to write a nice profile and what pictures to put up and what profile platforms, you know, online platforms you should use. They, They are all talking to you about the key to finding a partner is knowing where to look. And I'm here to tell you that's not it. That won't work. Not if you want a healthy, sustainable connection. If, if, if you want a relationship like all the other ones you've had that have been somewhat dysfunctional, some level of drama, some level, level of discontent, well then do it the same way you've always done it. And you can have that same thing. Maybe it starts out great, but it fizzles because it's not a healthy connection. It's not going to last. And that's because we put the cart before the horse. We are not getting ourselves ready for something real. We are bringing our baggage and our blockages and our barriers with us and hoping hoping we can just somehow transcend them. 
and end up in a healthy dynamic. It just doesn't work that way. So I harp on this because until we change our overall strategy, our overall perspective, we're just going to be in Groundhog Day, just repeating the same patterns over and over and over again. So your strategy on how to find your life partner is by not looking for them, but looking for the ways in which you're blocking it and then doing everything within your power to remove them, which probably should include hiring a coach. I would suggest me. (laughs) But anyone that is on this conscious path, you might be able to find a therapist or a counselor, or you might find another coach that would hear this and completely resonate with it. But I'm pretty much telling you that 95 to 99% of any relationship expert in the world that has listened to the first 17 minutes of this podcast would say that's bullshit. Or they would just dismiss it and say, oh, it's not that important. If you don't know this, you need to look around a little bit and you're going to find out that most everyone is telling you that you should be seeking a partner and be talking about which platforms to use and how to write a profile and where to go and how to flirt and what to say and how to respond and how to get someone interested in you and how to... They're all going to tell you how to play the game or how to play the game better. And I'm here to say, I'm challenging the whole game. I challenge that from the get-go. There is no game. Or if there is, the game is discovering and dissolving your own ways in which you are blocking love from coming into your life. And that's your strategy. I'm telling you, if you take care of your physical presentation and you find something that just you that you're just motivated by and you 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 get better at your social skills and you you sort of let go of that that personality quirk that can be annoying and and push people away and if you really become comfortable in your skin and know what you have to offer so you feel some confidence and if you find the balance between openness and setting boundaries I am telling you, you will find your partner this year because what you've done is you've taken all the barriers away and then life can do what life does or call it God. I I, I swear to you, I think, let's just, we'll use God, okay? I really do believe that for almost everyone, God wants you to be in a loving relationship. And I believe God is trying to send you that person. But you know why you haven't found him? Because you're blocking God. You're not ready for it. You won't, you won't, you're not able to receive what he, she, it, whatever you want to call it, is wanting to give you because you have all these barriers. And I, and I swear, I think God might be up there like frustrated, like, 
man, I'm, I know how much you want to find a partner and I'm sending them to you. I want to send them to you. But every time I do, it's like, it's like getting a package at your front door and you, you tell the Amazon guy, you got the wrong address. Go away. That's not for me. I don't want it. You won't, you won't receive the gift because you're blocking it. Really, that's really how I view the universe. It's probably frustrated at most of us. We keep praying. I want to find a partner. And it's like, okay, love to send one to you. Would you, would you quit blocking it? Would you quit sabotaging it? It's right there for you. If you'll only look for the ways in which you won't let it happen for yourself. Okay? I can't beat that horse any more than I just beat it. All right? Now, I do want to give you some practical things to do in addition to that. Or I should say, only if you are doing the first six things that I've talked about in this series. Only if you're doing those should you listen beyond this point in the podcast. If you haven't done those six, you should stop it right here and go back and focus on that. Call me up, hire me as a coach, and say, Roy, put a program together for me to work on all six of those things. Can you coach me in these things? Because I want to find a life partner and I don't want to block it from happening. Okay? So if you're doing that, then listen on. Okay? And here's what I want to say to you. Here's your strategy. And this is going to sound very simplistic again, but I'm going to unpack it for you. Here's the strategy for 2024 on how to find your life partner, provided you are already in relationship shape by doing those six things. Here's what you do. Do something different than you have been doing. You have been trying to find your partner. You have had a strategy. You have had an MO. You have been going about it in some way. That hasn't worked. So do it differently. Now, what does that mean? Well, let me give you a couple suggestions. If you have never tried online dating, then do it. Oh, I hate online dating. Is this? Yeah, I know, but your way of not using it's not working. So maybe you should try it. Try Bumble or Hinge or Match. eHarmony. I would suggest if you've not done online dating that you do online dating. And I would suggest you you learn from some of my podcasts on how to write a good profile and so forth. But I would suggest that you do join an online platform that is not free. My story about people is the more serious they are about finding a partner, the more they're willing to spend money on it. If you join Plenty of Fish or something else that's free, I, I, I just I don't think you're putting your hook in the, in, in the best pond. Okay? So just do it differently. What's, how have you been trying to find your partner? If you've been doing all online stuff, then get offline and put more energy 
into meeting people in person because the online thing's not working. So, so if the on, if you've been doing online dating and it hasn't given you any results, either you need to talk to someone, perhaps someone like me and really have your online profile be evaluated because you might be presenting yourself in ways that, you know, are not getting any results. And so maybe you need a different profile. Maybe you need different pictures. Maybe you need a different kind of online uh, presence, okay? But maybe you need to get offline and put more energy and effort into getting out into the world and bumping into people who are single. Now, let me get even more specific. Whether it's online or not, you might be a person, you might be a guy, you might be a girl. I don't know. I don't even care. But you might be the kind of person that says, I don't like initiating. I don't want to hit on someone. I want to be initiated toward. I want to be hit upon. I don't want to start it. I don't want to send a message online and say something flirty and suggestive and let the person know that I'm interested. So I don't want to do that. I I like when people contact me online and I just respond. Okay? If that has been your strategy, stop that. And a lot of people are like, I don't want to go buy someone a drink. I don't want to go walk over to them and introduce myself. Very often this comes into masculine-feminine dynamics. Feminine people like, no, I don't want to initiate. I don't want to walk over and say, hello, my name is Susie. Or I don't want to tell the bartender, hey, send that guy a drink. And then when he gets it, you kind of wave at him. And he's going to come over and talk to you. Oh, I don't, I don't want to be that forward. I, 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 want, I, I want a man to approach me. Well, how is that working? Is it? Maybe you need to screw that. Maybe you need to take charge of what you want. Maybe you need to hit on guys. Maybe you need to send a message. Maybe you need to buy the drink. Maybe you need to go start the conversation. All I'm saying, the way you're doing is not working. You're just going to keep doing that this year? And you think you're going to get a different result? You won't. Now, let me just briefly say, if a person has a feminine nature, they are not becoming masculine by starting a conversation, by sending an email. By buying someone a drink, you're really not wearing the pants. The masculine, it's, it's really not about that. If anything, the masculine is an energy of, of directionality. So you didn't walk over to a person in a bar or at an event and start a conversation and say, what are you doing Friday night? I want to take you to such and such a place. I'll pick you up at seven and this is what you should wear. 
That would be masculine. You're just going over there and saying, I really like your smile. Or your blue eyes are like dreamy. I don't know what you want to say. (laughs) Maybe that's from the 50s. Right. But to buy someone a drink, to, to overtly flirt with someone, to start a conversation is not being masculine. It's you taking responsibility. If you say, Roy, I want to find a partner this year, I'm going to ask you, okay, what are you doing to do that? Well, what I do, Roy, is I'm online, but I never send anyone a message. I sit back and wait for them to contact me. And when I'm out with my friends or um, I'm going and doing my hobbies or my interests or I'm going to a bar or a networking event, what I'm doing is I just go there and I wait for someone to approach me. And I'm like, how's that working? Well, I'm talking to you, so not very well. I'm like, well, so you're not doing anything. Oh, you're online. and Okay, oh, you go to an event. No, do something different. I'm going to be online and I'm going to go after people. And I'm going to go out, but I'm not going to go out and hope they just come over to me. I'm going to go meet the men that I wish would walk up to me. Or I'm going to go meet the women that I wish would give me a sign that they want to be approached or indicate in some way they're interested. I'm not waiting for women to let me know I've got a green light. I'm going to go get what I want. I'm going to go start that conversation. And so I don't know how you're hearing this right now. But I must want to say your strategy this year, just do the fucking opposite of what you've been doing. You remember that that Seinfeld scene? You know, where... Jerry sees some girl. They're they're sitting at the cafe, and some girl looks at um, at um, George, and and the other people, you know, Jerry and and um, uh, Elaine, they notice that this girl's looking at George, and like, hey, George, that that hot chick, she's looking at you, and he's like, ah, shut up, nobody looks at me, <laughs> right? No, 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 she's really kind of making eye contact, and 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 he looks and. And sure enough, she is. And they're like, go talk to her. And they've been having a conversation about how George's instincts are always dead wrong. It's a funny conversation. It was like, every instinct I ever have is wrong. You know, everything I think I should do, I shouldn't. Everything I think I shouldn't do, I should do. Like, all my instincts are completely backwards. Okay? So that's the context in which they then notice this girl's looking at George and they go, George, go, go talk to her. And he's like, no, 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 I, I you know she's not interested in me. And they say, well, didn't you just say that all of your instincts are backward? So what's your instinct right now to not talk to a girl? So George goes, you're right. Damn it. I'm going to do the opposite of what I'm inclined to do. And so he walks over to the girl and says, hello, my name is George. I have no job. I live with my parents. 
And the girl says, well, hello, right? She's all into him. It's hilarious. The point is, do the opposite. What is and has been your strategy? Do the opposite. Now, how about how you spend your free time? Do something different. Join some, Join a, an activity. Join a group. Um, take up pickleball. I don't know. Like, if you're if you're like, no, I, I really, I I have a few friends, but I, I don't have any activities. I I I'm not a, a part of any groups. I don't volunteer for anything. I don't. I haven't joined anything. Um, I really don't have any hobbies or interests. Get them. Get out there. Get out there amongst people. Put time and effort and money into it if you have not been doing that. Do you follow me? Like, it, it really is as simple as recognizing that whether you know it or not, you have had a strategy on how to find a partner. You've been doing something. Now, what you've been doing may be really basically nothing, but doing nothing is also a strategy. Right? I mean, not reaching out to people, not initiating, not getting involved in activities so that you can meet people, not taking chances, not risking getting hurt, not doing something is a strategy. So do the opposite. And this is what's going to happen if you have that kind of confidence we spoke of a couple weeks ago. You see, part of me wants to say that if you do a little bit of work on all six of the things I've mentioned, right, you really kind of do a little work on your physical presentation. Maybe you, you, you get a new haircut and cut style, color. Maybe you buy a new outfit. You know, you lose five pounds. Um, you know what I mean? Like you do a little bit for your physical presentation and you do a little bit around, I'm going to spend more time doing things that I really love to do, things that make me feel happy and enthusiastic and really kind of, you know, really putting some time into something I'm passionate about, right? And, and I work a little bit on, on, on being more genuinely interested in other people and being a better listener, right? So my social skills are a little better. And I do a little bit of work on identifying my my personality trait that can be a turnoff and and I do a little work on getting comfortable in my skin. I'm a little bit more confident in myself. I, I got a little of an idea of what I have to offer someone, right? And, and either I need, I develop my boundaries a little bit better or I kind of let go of some of my fear and I, I become a little bit more open and available emotionally, right? If you, if you do that, that person acts a certain way in the world. They end up living a certain life. It's almost like that kind of person that does a little bit of work on all six of these things begins to produce fruit. 
it changes the way you behave in the world. It, it changes your schedule. It changes your energetic presentation. It changes what you do, right? Because the more confident that you feel in who you are and what you have to offer makes you way more likely to initiate a conversation or at least to show the world that you really want to be approached. See, when we don't have a lot of confidence, either we don't approach someone or if they do, we don't really give signs that we want to be approached, that we're open to it, that, we, that we're seeking it because we don't feel that good about ourselves, right? We don't, we don't feel as worthy or wanted. So I guess what I'm trying to state here is that you don't even have to think about doing the opposite, although you should. It's like if you, if you work on these six things, even a little bit, you will begin to be a different person in the world. That person functions differently than a person who has not worked on their physical presentation or their, their purpose or their social skills. Their, their blind spot is pushing people away, right? It's just like you, you act differently when you're, when you're truly emotionally available in the best sense of the word, that you're open and trusting and yet, you know, you have a sword in your hand and you won't put up with bullshit, right? That person behaves differently around people. They, they feel different. They're more attractive, okay? So part of me, when, I, when I'm describing the strategy of how to find your partner is just like I just want to paint the picture of how different you would be automatically without even thinking of it if you've worked a little bit on these six things, right? The, the more comfortable you are in your skin, the more easily you are to be approached. You feel natural and playful and at ease with yourself. And when you're, when you're at ease with yourself, people feel at ease with you. They feel like it's easy to talk to you. It, it, it's like your heart is more open. Okay? So that's just an important point that working on yourself will make you show up in the world differently automatically. But again, in addition to that, what has your strategy been? What have you told yourself or your friends that you would just never do? Oh, I would never do that. Oh, I would never say that, go there, respond this way, do that. Oh, no, I would never invite a guy out on a date. Why not? You're sitting back waiting for him to invite you. How's that working? And we can talk for days on men are more passive, right? And there's a lot of talk online right now. You're probably familiar with this. You know, because of the Me Too movement and because of a number of issues, a lot of men these days are a little afraid to approach a woman in public because it's viewed as kind of creepy because 
there's been so many men who have been creepy and who have been jerks. In other words, there's been enough toxic masculinity in the world that women know it, and so they're pretty guarded about it. But guys know that women feel that way. So the guy might not be toxic at all. He finds you attractive. But he's not going to come talk to you at the gym. He's not going to come walk over to you during some activity or at a bar or at an event because he's just, oh, she's going to think I'm creepy. She's, she's going to think I'm, I'm whatever. And so men are less inclined to initiate than they maybe have been in the past. Not all of them, right? But I think that is enough of a truth that if you're a woman hearing the sound of my voice, you have to know that there are men that probably want to talk to you, but they're not because they think you're going to view them as being creepy. And so you can't wait for them to kind of get over that. You can't. You might have to go talk to them first or at least give them some obvious sign that you're waiting for them. I mean, just give a guy a big smile a couple of times. Just wave at them. Just even say hello. You walk past someone in the gym, you look right at them and say, hello, how you doing today? And just walk past and Keep doing your workout. He's liable to turn around and follow you and and say, hello, my name's Roy. Because you invited him to do that. See, so I think if we men are a little bit afraid to approach women, all that we need is give us a sign that you want to be approached. And you may say, oh, I never do that. I don't know. I, I never do that. I, as soon as a guy looks at me, I look away. You know, oh, well, then you did give him a sign. You said, I'm not interested. I'm like, if you're out and about and you see a guy, I'm talking to women right now, if you, you see a guy that you're, that you like, that you would kind of like to talk to, that, right? You have to treat him like he's Helen Keller, like he's deaf and dumb and blind. You have to hit him over the head with your attraction. You have to make it obvious to him. Because one, guys don't pick up on subtle clues that well. The masculine doesn't pick up on subtle, energetic clues. And two, even if we do, we don't know if we're reading it right and we don't want to be creepy. And we certainly don't want to get rejected. Uh, get away from me. I'm trying to work out. Can, can a woman just find a little space sometime and and just enjoy, enjoy a drink at a bar or be able to be at the mall and do some shopping without guys hitting on her all the time. Okay. If, if you carry that attitude, then guys aren't going to approach you. So there may be times when you don't want to be approached and so good, do it that way. But there might be a time when you're like, no, I kind of think that guy's kind of cute. I wish he would come talk to me. Well, you're, you're going to have to advertise. You're going to have to give them a, you know, send up the bat signal, man. You're going to have to really let him know. Hello, I'm right here. Right? I mean, come talk to me. 
And you're like, oh, I, gosh, I would never be that forward. Oh, God, because what if he didn't come talk to me after I made it so obvious? Yeah. Yeah, that might hurt. Welcome to the world of men. We've always been expected to initiate a conversation. What happens if she blows me off? Ouch. Yeah. It hurts. You'll get over it. But if you want to meet a woman, go talk to her. And if she blows you off, all right, lick your wounds and move on. So, yes, it does hurt. But right now, I'm just speaking to the women right now about however it is that you have been going about trying to find a partner. Just do it differently. Do the opposite. And you're going to get a whole different set of responses and results. Now, what can I say to guys? Um, you want to meet a woman? Recognize, do it, like, for guys, how have you been doing it? What would be opposite for you? What has been your approach? Do you just hit on women left and right like a maniac and come off too creepy? Well, then back off of that. Be more subtle. Or maybe some of you are like I described. Either you're just afraid of rejection and you don't, you don't, like, here's one, guys. When's the last time you walked up to a woman and started a conversation flat cold at Starbucks, at a bar, at an event, at the grocery store? When's the last time you just walked up and said, I know you're busy right now. I don't want to be too intrusive, but I thought you were cute. I thought I'd come over and say, hello, my name is Roy. And she might scoff at you. She might give you that, oh, my God, can I just work out and not have you, you know, do it? Okay, sorry, and just walk away, right? But I just want to say do something different. And maybe what would be different is to pay more attention to the woman you're interested in and really f- get a feel of whether or not she's open to be approached or not. Because there's a chance that the women are sending signals about whether they're in a place where they would like to be talked to or whether they're not. And if you pay attention, this is part of your social skills, right? If you're, if you're paying attention, if you're present, which is the gift of the masculine, if you're paying attention, you'll know, you'll know. And if, if a man doesn't, then it's the woman's response. Let him know. I mean, don't make eye contact. Don't smile at him. Don't give any indication that you want to be approached because you don't want to be approached. And men have to notice that and say, oh, no, I can tell she doesn't. She's not in a place where I can go flirt with her and talk to her and, you know, something like that. So we could, we could go for days on talking about different scenarios and and different things that you can do. And, and none of it really makes any difference at all other than you have been doing it 
in, in a way. You, you have had a strategy to find your partner. If it's not working, and it's not, then you need to look at yourself and say, how can I do it differently? What would it be like if I did the dead opposite? What would keep me from doing the opposite? Am I believing some weird stories about men and women, about right and wrong, about good and bad, that's keeping me single? Because I'm not willing to take a chance. I'm not willing to initiate. I'm not willing to do something or whatever it might be. So that's your strategy. Really. First, get out there. Have a social life. With your passion, chances are you're passionate about something that can include other people. But get a social life. Join groups. Do activities. Experiment with some. If, if, if you don't have anything, try something. You might like it. Right? Like, man, right now, pickleball is huge. There are pickleball leagues and groups forming everywhere. They play inside. They play outdoors. And you, you might like it. Go play. And then ask some cute guy, can you, can you teach me a little bit? <laughs> right? Or ask, a lot of girls are really good at pickleball. Hey, I'm new. I, I, I know I'm, I'm a guy. I'm supposed to kind of really be competent and all that stuff, but I suck. I'm new. Can you, can you help me a little bit? Right? Chances are that she'd love to give you some pointers. And all of a sudden, hey, what are you doing after pickleball? You want to get a drink? Right, So you you got to get out there. And if you're out there, then you got to do it differently. Either be more passive or more aggressive, whichever is opposite for you. Just do something different. But more than anything else, remember what Rumi said. It's not about seeking a partner. It's about removing the barriers and the partner will find you. And that's where I want to end this. So I want to wrap up this entire series by saying, in the end, you have got to take responsibility for what you can control. And you've got to trust God or the universe or life for what's none of your business. Now, what you can control is your physical presentation, your purpose, your social skills, your personality quirks, your confidence, your emotional availability, and your strategy to do something different. That is your responsibility. The rest of it is not. You seek for the barriers. You work on yourself. And then you trust life. That life will bring you the right person at the right time. That you won't have to jump through a lot of hoops to find a partner. You're just moving through the world as this evolved person and life will take care of the rest. So you do and you take responsibility for what you can control and you let go of what's none of your business, which is 
Really, how do I find the person? That's none of your business. You get yourself ready for the person and you put yourself out there and you've got social skills and you've got some confidence and you're doing some of the opposite things that maybe they're not that comfortable, but you're taking a risk. You're doing that part and then you let go and you just trust. You just trust that life is for me. And if I'm supposed to be in a relationship, then I will be. When it's right, it will happen. And it won't happen before then. You have to trust. You have to trust that the way life is unfolding is going to be perfect for you. But in the meantime, you need to take responsibility for what you can do to put yourself in a position for life to hook you up. All right? So let me help you with that part. I can't help you with God's part, with life's part. Nobody can help you with that, right? But I can help you with the rest of it. And you probably do need help. I can't imagine anyone hearing the sound of my voice and not being able to say at least two or three of the six things you've talked about, Roy, I need some serious work on. I, I just There's just no way that you don't need some serious work on at least a couple of these. So do something about it. Otherwise, we're going to get to Valentine's Day in 2025 and you're not going to have a date. Nothing's going to change unless you get yourself ready for something real. And that's what I'm ready to do with you. So you can find me, Roy at coachingwithroy.com. Send me an email. We can have a free 30 to 40 minute conversation. Get to know each other. I can tell you about my coaching program, what it costs, the whole thing. No pressure, no nothing. Let's just see if we're a good fit. I'll tell you what my program is. If you like it, we're in business. If not, find someone else who is. That's perfectly fine. You can call me to start the process. Send me a text. Use my number for WhatsApp. Uh, maybe even this thing called Teams, which I'm just getting familiar with. My phone number is 407-687-3387. So come on. I, I've given you everything that I know on, on these basics, these relevant practical things that you need to make yourself the most attractive person that you can be. And now you got to take it and go deeper with it and really see these things become integrated into your life. And that's what I'm here to do. And I look forward to, to hearing from you and to possibly supporting you in meeting your life partner in 2024. Okay. I don't know what next week's episode is going to be about. It's going to be good. It's going to be powerful. But the creative juices right now have not given me clarity. And so we'll leave it as a, as a surprise. Okay. So until then, bye-bye. You've been listening to Attracting Lasting Love with Roy Biancalana. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from listening. 
Check out our website at coachingwithroy.com and tune in every week for more insights and wisdom on creating healthy, lasting, conscious relationships.